This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Off and running into hour three here. Tiger tailgating on WWL, AMFMN.com. On the campus of Louisiana State University, I can see the PMAC. You can find us at the Athletic Administration Building just steps away from the PMAC. Also right across the street, I'm looking at a beautiful track facility for the LSU Tigers, and then a short step to my right, there's Tiger Stadium. Welcome into the Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL with Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. What do you want to see from LSU in the backyard brawl against Southeastern? Give me your take as well. And I'll give you some final scores in college football. We'll go around the country. Mississippi State in a final beating Kansas State 31 31- to 10. Western Michigan get, Michigan gets drubbed by Michigan. The Wolverines 49-3 to over Western Michigan. Wisconsin, number five Wisconsin. Rolling still 45-14. to They beat New Mexico. Arizona in big trouble. Kevin Sumlin off to an 0-2 start after the Houston, Houston Cougars shock Arizona. The Wildcats 45-18. to Not shock. Beat them down. University of Southern Florida 49 over Georgia Tech 38. That is a final as well. Chip Kelly looks like he's off to an 0-2 start as well out there in Los Angeles with the UCLA Bruins falling to the Oklahoma Sooners, the sixth-ranked Sooners, 42-14. LSU in action tonight as well, taking on Southeastern. Then next week, it's kind of a tune-up game, looking to make sure you get well and get everything running in proper order for next week's game against Auburn. By the way, a 2.30 kickoff on the Plains in Auburn next Saturday right here on WWL, LSU and Auburn, SEC play. First shot at it for both squads, 2.30 kickoff, and Herb Tyler doesn't necessarily love those 2.30 kickoffs because he feels like LSU doesn't necessarily play that well during the day, play better under the lights. Herb Tyler joining us back now is out uh, mingling amongst the crowd at a, at a tailgate over there. Glad to have you back, Herb. Hey, man, my bad. I was I was on my way back, and I got stopped of by a mob of people. Of course you And did. they all just, you know, were trying to take my shoes and my shirt. <laughs> and I said, you can't do that, man. I got to go. I got to go. Christian's <laughs> waiting on me. So I took off on him, you know. Yeah, well. I still got that 4340 speed, but I just couldn't stop. Speaking I passed of. <laughs> speaking of. Well, first off, you're a popular guy on this campus, <laughs> as I've come to see. But speaking of, so if you ran a 4-3 laser. I did, I did. It was wow. a four, it was a it was a four three eight was the was the Official I guess time? no it was the average okay. time, but the fastest time was a four three six. You need a sundial to time me in a forty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I, I I couldn't get a I couldn't get a four three, in maybe the first twenty yards. Yeah, not, it's all about technique. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. I mean, literally, I think if if you give me two weeks with you, Christian. I can get you down to a six six. <laughs> it's also it's also well, it'll be an improvement. He's not far off. It's also a product. Look, I'm not built for speed. I'm I'm short. I got stumpy legs. I'm not built for speed. That's it's all right. It's gonna work. That's all right. But you you know you know what? Even the best fullbacks weren't built for speed, like Mike Allstott. Well, and yeah. I can see some Mike Allstott in you. <laughs> 
You're giving me way too much credit. <laughs> way too much credit. By the way, though, in, in high school when I was playing baseball, you know, remember those platform shoes? Remember the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, with, the, with the fish in, in the bottom of With the fish? <laughs> no, the, no, not those. <laughs> not those. You know the, uh, the ones that – I forget the names – like right underneath the toes, they had. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Strength shoes. Strength, strength shoes. shoes. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I, I did work with those a lot <laughs> in high school, and it did improve my 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 speed a little bit slightly. I went from like being molasses to maybe a, you know ice wagon. <laughs> well, that's all right. Like I told you before, ice wagon is good because if you let it slide down the street, you go faster. See? Yeah. It's all right. All good. We'll all step good. away and come back. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com <laughs> will join us as well. Herb Tyler. Christian Garrick having some fun cutting up here on Tiger Tailgate. You've never seen the platforms with the fish in the bottom? Yeah. He called it last week, Herb Tyler did, defensive touchdown for LSU. Yes, I did, baby. Dialed it up. You got any more predictions? You want another score for it? You can't put me on the spot like that. You got to let me think about this for a minute. I thought about it, and yes, I do have some predictions. (laughs) So you thought about that? Give me a second to think about it. I thought about it. Okay, yes, I'm ready to give more predictions. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're going to cause a fumble return. Not for a touchdown, but we're going to pick it up. It's going to be a turnover. Right. And we're going to get another intercept for a touchdown. We may even get two intercepts for a touchdown. Um, because I, I see from, 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 from what I know about Southeastern, they're going to throw the ball a lot. No, 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 no. This is already ingrained in me, okay. I know. Okay. Okay. Th- so knowing what, what Southeastern is going to do, they're going to throw the ball a ton of times. That's going to give us more opportunities to catch intercepts. All right. I and like I, think, I think the fumble is going to be on a sack strip type of deal. Okay. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, joining us now at Scarborough Mike. On Twitter, Mike, uh, we, the theme of this show basically has been, and I'm sure it's been all week uh, for you at TigerBake.com. Hey, really, there's some checks. You want to the box in, in games like this. Hey, is your offensive line improved from last week? Um, take the wraps off of Joe Burrow, et cetera, to make sure you're ready for SEC play, Mike. Yeah, and, and, and keep that offensive line healthy and don't get nicked up. Um, yep. You know, I, I honestly believe that last week in the second half against Miami, they pulled back some, and there were some things that they had planned to do that they didn't need to do or show. And so, um, you know, they're going to have, I think, some different wrinkles uh, at Auburn next week. But tonight, stay healthy. Uh, run your offense. Uh, get the passing game going a little bit. And uh, and then I guess the question in the second half is at what point might we see uh, Miles Brennan? So, um, you know, looking yep. at Southeastern's record against FBS schools and uh, just the uh, the difference between the two programs and, and where they're at. Uh, um, I don't know if, if, if yep. uh, Southeastern's going to uh, be able to get in the end zone or, or get in field goal range, uh, but I know Dave Rand is going to uh, see if he can get his defense to pitch a shutout tonight. Um, Mike, look, uh, after last week's game against Miami, it was a pretty, I thought it was a pretty hard-hitting, you know, physical game. How does LSU look health-wise going into this week um, against Southeastern? Well, I mean, everybody knows what happened with Chase Song and, and, and right. McGee. And McGee will be two, they said two or three weeks, two to four weeks. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't uh, if, if they can get him along quicker than that. But you just, you know, when, when you lost Ingram to start fall camp and, and, and that legal issue, you just had no margin for error, and now you, you lose McGee. Um, so, Look, they're, they're going to need Traore to, to stay healthy and, and not have any more uh, injuries and hope Deculus can come along. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that still becomes a focus. You know, last week when we talked, I was really wanting to pay attention to Lloyd Cushenberry and, and thinking that he might be an issue up for LSU up front, and he had an outstanding game. And Coach yep. Orgeron said Tuesday that, uh, you know, only Damian Lewis uh, scored higher than him for last week. So that, that was a big positive 
on the offensive line, which everybody going to last week figured was the weakest link on, on the offensive side of things. Mike Scarborough at TigerBait.com, at Scarborough Mike on Twitter here on Tiger Tailgate, and Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, and Mike, how big of a loss will it be for Caleb on Chason on that Tiger defense? Uh, that, 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 that's, a, that's a nice, uh, that's a pretty big loss. Um, you know, certainly you got Andre Anthony and Ray Thornton there uh, that are also very capable. Um, LSU does have a lot of quality linebackers. And on one hand, you lose a guy like that. But it's, you know, you look at what Dave Aranda's done when when you, you know he's maybe got the deficiency here or there. Um, he's able to tailor his defense uh, to, to, you know, keep some things hidden or, or, or bring pressure from different directions. Um, you just, I know you, you, you definitely want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to have a solution and you're not, and then you won't even notice it. Um, I mean, we saw that in his first year when you had all those guys missing from the ball game, uh, and the defense looked better than they did all year. Mike, uh, humor me, if you will, please, on this next question. LSU came in ranked 25th. They're now ranked 11. Uh, whatever. It's it's AP polls that are early, and it's just too hard to, to yep. peg a team uh, this early in the season. But nonetheless, so last week they were considered the underdog. This week, obviously, they're going to be the overwhelming favorite. Vegas sometimes, in some sports books, won't even put out a line on this game, LSU. And southeastern but do you worry about last week that at being the underdog that's something that they perhaps rallied around now i want to see how they handle a little success yeah and you know i i think if you watch coach orgeron on tuesday um you know i don't know that he embraces the, the big jump in the rankings um but you can tell by his comments that uh he knows that they've got a lot a lot of work left to be done and I, I think he honestly knows, uh, and, and he kind of let in some of the statements he said and the way he worded it, let you know that Miami was highly overrated. Um, so, you know, most LSU folks that I've talked to this week uh, think that big jump in the AP poll to number 11 was pretty extreme and that, that LSU's not there yet. So take care of business tonight. Stay healthy. Uh, we'll look to see tonight if uh, we get those famous uh, suspensions that uh, get carried out against non-conference games, uh, you know, taking role in pregame warm-ups to see who's not dressed out. Uh, and then you go to Auburn next week, and that, that's, that's always a tough one. Some great LSU football teams have gone mm-hmm. to Auburn and, and not had success. It's just a, it's a hard place to win. Well, Mike, I can tell you this. I went to Auburn twice and won twice, so uh, I can't speak on that. <laughs> um, with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, look, let me ask you a question. And the one and I, and I was, why that, we, that Herb, that, Herb, that was the heyday, by the way. That that was when LSU Auburn was was the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whoever, whoever won yeah, that game, yeah, we, we won that. that Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that that barn burner game was really amazing. Um, and the, one of the reasons, or main reasons, why we did win those two games in Auburn was because of tight end play. We had David LaFleur and Nicky Savoy. How much do you think the tight ends will start being utilized in the offense today? Yeah, you know, was that something they held back? Or was there a reason that, that it, you know, Foster Morrow was not involved? Certainly he came out and – Pre-game warm-ups wearing the knee brace. Um, you know, we reported last Wednesday immediately that he wasn't participating in practice that day. And 
was told there was nothing, and he was back out there the next day, and then we see a knee brace two days later, uh, three days later on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, is, it, uh, is there a reason for it, or is it just they didn't get to it? Or, you know, because of the issues with the offensive line needing, needing a tight end to primarily be blockers. I, I know mm-hmm. Foster Morrow last week was talking about how he wanted to double his reception total from the year before. Well, he's he's already uh, a game out, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, at Scarborough. Mike, can we can we flip the, the script a little bit, talk a little recruiting, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, last night we were at U-High Southern Lab, and, uh, boy, I'm, ki- I'm kicking myself. I was all set to go to Ponchatoula Denham Springs. The weather looked awful. Got a guy... Uh, friend of mine who lives two blocks away from Denham Springs, he said, man, it's a monsoon out here. I didn't go. And then T.J. Finley, LSU's 2020 quarterback commitment, uh, has nine touchdowns, seven throwing. I mean, absolutely <laughs> sick last night when I saw that My stat goodness. line. Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to see if you agree with Alan Waddell. Go ahead. Wow, nice, wow. nice. So I want to see if you agree with Alan Waddell. Uh, you know, Alan, part of our prep coverage, also part of the Southeastern Lions uh, radio network, and he covers high school football for us. And he said that this is one of the more talent-rich recruiting classes in this state that he's seen in a long, long time. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and what's staggering is the the quality of the players in the Baton Rouge and Florida parishes. Um, it, 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 it's... <laughs> You know, it used to be where, in my line of work, we very rarely spent much time in the Baton Rouge area because there wasn't much here. You'd have somebody redemptist here and there, maybe one at Catholic High. Now you've got multiple schools with multiple uh, uh, prospects, and not just ones that LSU's offered, but other major FBS, uh, FCS schools, uh, 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 Power 5 conference schools have offered. Um, I mean, it never fails. I go to see one kid. Uh, in a major school, uh, uh, high school, and I'm seeing two or three other kids that I know can play for mid-majors. Mm-hmm. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. What can folks find to check out there, man? Yeah, uh, check us out. Uh, we got interviews with Jaquel and Roy, the uh, one uh, top two defensive linemen for 2020 after the their U-Highs went over Southern Lab last night. The Cardell Thomas interview we did. Of course, LSU's five-star offensive line commitment. Uh, after uh, a loss was about as gracious as you get. I'm going to hate the fact that we don't get to interview freshmen uh, once he gets on campus at LSU. He's just uh, so mature and, and, and a great kid to listen to. Gave a lot of credit to you, High. Uh, I was at Walker versus Broadmoor uh, Thursday night. Jalen Cook, LSU point guard uh, offer from Will Wade, uh, plays wide receiver, had a big night. Uh, we've got that all for you at TigerBait.com. Mike, appreciate the visit and the insight, man. Thanks. Yes, sir. Hey, talk soon. All right, talk soon. All right we will. TigerBait.com, at Scarborough Mike. And uh, what was the escort there? Is LSU coming in here or is it the visiting team? No, that's nobody. They was uh, just setting up for, off? For, for the for the walk, for the hill. Oh, okay, the walk yeah, Tiger here. Walk. Yep, yep. Describe yep. that one more time. Like Maybe you, somebody's just tuning in. I've got a former LSU quarterback here, so I want him that? to describe that. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to describe what that's like as a player to walk, that, that, that Tiger Walk. I'm sure it's pretty – Pretty awesome. Yeah, once, once again, like I said, it's a surge of energy that you get from the fans because you, you at that point, you know, you're never that close to the fans throughout the game because you're on the field and they're in the 
in the stands, if you will. So you get off the bus, and, you know, Coach, Coach O is going to be the first person off, and he's going to be, you know, kind of waiting on everybody to file out of the bus and, and get ready to go. You'll have former players um, who will be right there, right behind Coach O. And then the current players will start walking. So once you start walking, it's 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 fans yelling, "Go Tigers!" And I mean, just just yelling and whistling and, and screaming your name, and, and and that that transfer of energy from them to you is amazing. Once you walk into the locker room from that point, because then now you're charged up, you're ready to go. It's almost like charging your cell phone, baby. Is that like two hours before kickoff? Yes, it's. It, I think they're gonna walk right at about three fifty-five, okay. something like that. So yeah, so it's about two hours before. A bit of Saints news. The Saints, uh, again, activating Jonathan Williams, running back to the active roster, and they released uh, German Bushrod, offensive tackle, uh, veteran offensive tackle, and re-signed JT Barrett, the quarterback, out of Ohio State, back to the practice squad. Yes, they did. And German, it's not that surprising to me. Herb, you sound a little surprised, and I understand why. I did, because, I mean, I just, just, in my mind, I guess I'm just thinking that they want to keep guys around to to offensively, especially on the offensive line, to, to keep Drew as healthy as possible. Yeah, and I get it. I would, I would, I would have been surprised by this um, maybe before training camp. But after watching him in training camp, you could see that he's not the, at, at tackle in particular. They were working mm-hmm. him at you know backup left tackle, and he's just not at this point in his career able to play that position anymore. I got you. And he, look, he was a, he was a fantastic left tackle in his early career yes, with the was. Saints. But as Father Time catches up with you, you know your skills diminish a little bit, and he's more suited to play guard. And also another thing to consider in this. He's a vested veteran. All right? He's been in the league, uh, what, almost 10 years? Yeah, 10 years now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're on the hook for his salary if he's on the roster mm-hmm. from week one on. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, kind of, that's kind of a vested veteran move. So you're not on the hook for his salary the entire year. You could see them bring him back. The Saints are really churning and playing with about five roster spots. So they're just going to keep massaging. I'm just going to keep massaging those as the season goes on based on the game plan for the upcoming opponent. They might need to carry an extra lineman one yeah. week. Might not the next. Uh, might need to carry an extra receiver. Might not the next. So that's kind of how they how they operate. Well, what do you see the future for JT Barrett though with the Saints? Ah, it's tough. Yeah, huh? I, uh, I mean with Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. Yeah, I think if Bridgewater, I mean if um, if Barrett makes an NFL active roster, it's not going to be on this team. Gotcha. But I think he's going to have an opportunity to learn and develop and grow and perhaps catch on yep. somewhere else. Thirty more minutes to go here on Tiger Tailgate and come say hello at the Athletic Administration Building. Herb Tyler Christian Garrett. Roll on here on Tiger Tailgating on WWLAMFM.com. Great time of year, week two of college football. Week one of the NFL. Week one for the Saints tomorrow. Saints and Buccaneers. Our pregame coverage starts right here on the flagship of the Saints at 8 a.m. with Seth Dunlap and Steve Court for fans' first take. And then it's the Bud Light countdown to kickoff with me in the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber outside of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in between gates A and B is where you'll find us tomorrow. Then it's game time with our game day crew. The voice of the Saints, Zach Street. All-time leading rusher for the black and gold and color analyst. Deuce McAllister Tigers, along baby. with Stephen Geller down on <laughs> the sidelines. Should be fun. Should be rocking. I got a noise challenge for the Houdat Nation. Uh-oh. It's online. You can read about it at www.com. But on Monday, nobody should have a voice. If you are at that game going to work, you should be raspy. You should sound like Coach Ed Ogeron. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Full lines, Distinctive voice. Yeah. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Herb, did you ever find it difficult to get up for these games because it's yeah. the, it's not you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it, it's difficult because because I guess because um, and when I say get up, I mean get up for like like the Florida '97 game with the number one. I mean that's easy to get sure. up for. But, but this game to get up for it in the manifestation of just saying, 
hey, I need to make sure that I'm focused and dialed in 100%. Yeah, it is tough. And the reason being is because you are thinking about Auburn sometimes. You know what I'm saying? When, when you hit a cliche, you take it one game at a time, and you have to do that, and you have to focus on that. But that one game at a time does not happen until you're actually in that game. Right. You know what I mean? You still you, – you, I don't care who you are right now. You're, you're probably looking – you know, thinking that you're just going to go out and you're going to, you know, catch two touchdown passes, throw four touchdown passes, run for three, whatever. But you still got to do that. You still have to have that time frame and that moment in life to do that, that three hours. So, and that's difficult to get to that point before the game. It's human nature. I mean, look, whenever you kind of feel like, hey, I, I, I have the upper hand here and we know LSU knows that they're a better football team. Right. But I would imagine that it's not only is it tougher to get up on game day, but I think you you pointed out, you, you laid it out, what some might struggle with is the same preparation that you put in the last week against Miami mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a Tuesday has to be the same for Southeastern yep. and the same for Auburn the following week. Yep. Sometimes kid, young young men can get away from that and deviate from that. Now, now you, 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 you know, the, the coaches don't deviate from that because it's the same schedule sure. every, every week. It's just different, you know, uh, material that's inside of that schedule. So, but they still ask for the – the same 100% on Tuesday that they did the last Tuesday. Now, whether or not you give it is one thing. I right. mean, you can you can give 90%, 95, 85, 75, but, you know, the really great players always go out 100% of the time. And, look, there, there's players that practice great. There's players that practice poor. But there's also practice players, and then there are game time players. So what I mean by that is there's players who practice at 100%, and they're just going to be who they are. But there's other guys who practice at 50%, but then they're going to be 100% in the game no matter what. Because they're gamers, no matter what. So, and you have to just be able to decipher that as a coach. But the team and the heartbeat, the culture of the team throughout that week has to be decided by the leaders on that team. My high school coach used to used to term it: "You're a practice dog." You know, mm-hmm. in other words, like if you if you're not if you're not putting out all the effort, you're a practice dog. Don't dog practice. Right? Did you have any you have any practice dogs? Any guys that didn't really practice, but all of a sudden could turn it on in the game? You know, not not really practice dogs, but. Um, it's you know they they were veterans and they were older guys and they knew how to practice you know gotcha. what I mean so it's a difference between knowing how to practice and, and dogging practice so yep. you don't have to to go a hundred percent you just have to go ninety percent or eighty five percent but also make all the right reads and do all the right you know make, have all the right calls and, and right technique that kind of stuff so it all depends it's, and some guys just are lazy and if they're lazy they're lazy you know what I mean and that's going to show up in the game too they won't play in the game yeah. Our Blue Runner Foods opinion poll online for you at WWL.com. Should LSU play backup quarterback Miles Brennan in the matchup with Southeastern tonight at 6 o'clock? 66% of those voting online at WWL.com say yes. 34% say no. It comes with a bit of a caveat for yeah, Herb yeah. and myself. Meaningful snaps or just mop-up snaps? Herb would rather not have the, the meaningful snaps because you need those for Joe Burrow, but he's okay with mop-up snaps if need be. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like the the, the, um, the poll is kind of starting to level itself out a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It certainly is. Gotcha. You can cast your vote online at www.com or calls at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. Also, check out the Saints Prove Them Right campaign starts right now. I pinned it. It's online at www.com. Prove Them Right. That's a banner that the Saints have in front of their uh, in front of their, uh, their practice facility. The mm-hmm. experts think they're going to be really good. I I wouldn't call myself an expert. I think they're going to be very good. I call you experts, <laughs> but Christian. nonetheless, J-Dog. the prove them right banner is or the, the tour is kicking off tomorrow for the Saints and the Buccaneers at noon. It's a good slogan. I like that. Prove them right. Yeah, yeah. Sean yeah. Payton always comes up with something. Uh, he's he's pretty interesting. He's pretty masterful at coming up with 
Just, yeah. you know, don't eat the cheese, yeah. you know, those kind of yeah. things. Coming up with a little little things. How much do those things help you as a player? It helps a lot because it's just a little something that nobody else has. Nobody else can use that cliche. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just for the Saints. So, so if this season goes like they want it to go and prove them right, then guess what? That, that thing is going to be in, etched in their minds forever. We'll go around the SEC when we come back. It's Tiger Tailgate and Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick here on WWLAMFM.com. All right, going around the SEC in week two of college football. Vanderbilt getting well, 41-10 over Nevada. Mississippi Uh-oh. State, 31-10. They win over Kansas State. How about Vanderbilt, though? That, that, that's, a, that's a good win yeah, for them. Commodore's got a little something going right there. I like that. Alabama, number one. Alabama taking on Arkansas State, 19-0 in the second quarter. That score is going to get pretty lopsided pretty quickly. It already is <laughs> a little out of control. Number three, Georgia. Number 24, South Carolina. The Bulldogs on top, 17-7 over the Gamecocks. Tennessee up 9-0 over East Tennessee State in the SEC as well. Mississippi and Southern Illinois tied at 14, Herb, in the uh, first quarter of that ball game. Yeah, so yeah. that would be a, a pretty sizable upset, upset for Southern Illinois if they hold off and, and beat the Rebels. It would be, but I don't see that. I, I think the Rebels are going to take this game at some point, maybe win by 10, 14 points or something like that. But, hey, I've been wrong before, but well, I don't it, think I will be today. <laughs> well, you see this a lot, though. SEC teams, a lot of teams can hang with them for a half, and then it comes yeah. down to that, that depth in the second yep. half. Yep. And they just it's just too much for them. It overwhelms them. And they're pounding on them and, and things of that nature. And then, and then you know, Ole Miss is going to be really fast. So I think they're going to take the game over in the second half. Alabama, like I said, now they just scored another touchdown, 26 yep. to nothing over yep. Arkansas State. Big pity. Hey, another, another big game going on t- today. How about Nichols State and Tulane? That's going to be a great down game. Down there in Yolman Stadium. And Nichols State went out there to Kansas last week and, 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 and look, took, took $800,000 from the Jayhawks and the W. And the W. And my boy Kendall Bussey Jr. was running that thing crazy, 123 yards and two touchdowns, I think. And I think today, look, he's, look he was recruited. He initially was committed to Tulane mm-hmm. uh, when, he, when he was in the ninth grade. And he changed his commitment and, you know, he went to Texas A&M and now he's at Nichols. So he goes back home to New Orleans and plays against Tulane. In Yuma Stadium, I think he's going to do well. Now, you know where he played his high school ball at? Newman. About two blocks away, baby. So he's playing at home. You know, everybody's going to be I out kn- there. I know that Greenies program well. Come on I, now. I know. I, look, I'm a big fan of Coach Nelson Stewart. Okay. Right, first off, over okay. there at Nelson. Okay. Shout out to Nelson. Yep. That's my guy. Oh, Nelly Stu. I yeah. like him. That's my uh, he's, man. He's, what, what a coach he's. I mean, what a, we, we, you and I haven't had this conversation, but I'm blown away by the quality of high school coaches in this state. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. how, how many great coaches are in this state at the high school level. You know, the crazy part about it, what I think that, that consists of a great coach is not necessarily X's and O's and wins and losses, but it's how do they develop those players and where do those players go after, after high school. And a lot of these coaches put a lot of players in the college and they actually go on to finish and get degrees and they play really good football wherever they go, even basketball as well. But um, these guys have been doing a great job, and I, I, I will tell you this, too. They all know each other, and they all talk to each other. So they all are learning a lot of different things from each other. And so I think moving forward with some new guys that are head coaches, like my partner Marcus Scott and then uh, Nathaniel Jones, who's at uh, St. Aug, those guys are going to do a phenomenal job as well, and they're going to be some of the greats here in the future as well. It's kind of in my nature, Herb, to pull for the underdog, mm-hmm. right? Nickel State was the underdog last week. They're yep. going to be the underdog this week yep. at Tulane. I'm not saying that I want Tulane to fail or anything like that. Right. I just think it would be kind of cool for Nickel State. To, all of a sudden, they would three or four years ago they weren't they were winning one game a season, and then now you're, you're talking about knocking off two big programs like Kansas and potentially yeah. 
Tulane, I well, think it would be a cool story. Look, I, I, went, I, I was really close to signing my scholarship to Tulane, right? But they ended up recruiting Sean King, and he committed earlier than I did, and then they stopped recruiting me. So I don't have a dog in the fight anymore except for Kendall Bussey Jr., baby. He's going to go out there, and Kendall's going to get 249 yards rushing and five touchdowns <laughs> against Tulane Greens today at Uma Stadium. Watch what I tell you. Hey, you heard it here first. You heard it here Tyler's first. on the money when it comes to these predictions. But, yeah, there's your look around the SEC and also around the state with some good games, Nickel State and Tulane as well, along with LSU and Southeastern today, tonight at 6 o'clock in Death Valley, the first home game of the year before LSU yep. steps into conference play next week on the road on the Plains in Auburn, a 2.30 kickoff in that one, which makes Herb a little nervous. He doesn't like the 2.30 kickoff for the LSU Tigers. No, not at all, man. I mean, that's too early in the afternoon. Who plays football at 2.30? Well, if you're on the national stage. Not on the Bayou, though. On the Bayou, we play at (laughs) 7 o'clock, and when we get on the national stage, that's the national championship game, okay? (laughs) And it's going to be played at what time? 7 o'clock. So if you have your druthers, then every LSU game would be at 7 o'clock? No. Under the lights? A few of them would be at 6.30. Okay. So, so nothing before six, then, right? Exactly. Okay. Now you understand where I'm at with that? Yeah. Nazi? Look, yeah. I'm going to tell you, the field and the paint looks beautiful at 2.30. You and this paint, but, man. <laughs> but it looks so much better with the players on it at 7. Those glimmering lights reflecting I'm just off, telling you, of, oh, it's off so, that paint. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And then we got the nice, you know, the, the lights that, that go around the, the surround the stadium. Yeah. And they can make it whatever color they want to, any color they want. You know? Really good atmosphere out here on the campus. I love of it. Baton Rouge, our campus of LSU in Baton Rouge at the Athletic Administration Building. Winding down here, you can jump in the conversation at 504-260-1870, text 870-870. Herb, what would you like most, aside from playing football here, what would you yeah. like most about this campus? I just like the campus itself, man. It's beautiful. It's, um, it's, it's got all the oak trees. Um, you know, it's, um, it's got a lot of character. The buildings are beautiful. The people that walk in and, and in them, around them, um, it's, it's, it's just, it's a magical place. You know what I'm saying? Like, the campus of LSU is different than the city of Baton Rouge, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just it's a really nice, serene place where you can come and just become a Tiger and don't have to worry about nothing, to be honest with you. You know, it's just live life. Man, you come out, right, you know, right across from the LSU Stadium and see Mike the Tiger mm-hmm. doing this thing in his own little, you know, habitat. And this is a place where you can see Shaq walking around at any point. You know what I'm saying? OBJ, you know, Kevin Falk. You know, Herb Tyler, hell, I mean, you know, whatever, whatever right. you want to see. So You Christian are Garrett on this campus a lot. I am. I'm always on the campus, uh, especially over the past couple of months, so it's been pretty good. What, what was it like for you as a player, especially when you started having the success you had as a quarterback? Walking around, was it different on this campus? Um, no, not really because, <laughs> you know, because I'm not this 6'5 guy. Right, I got you. So when people see me, they don't know or they don't, they don't really understand that I was the guy that was playing on last Saturday night. So they know my face, you know, and it, right. it's familiar to him, and it's kind of, you know, it's a little fuzzy. Yeah, he kind of looks like, but he's got to be taller than that. <laughs> right. But no, he's not. So, but it, you know, so different in the aspect of feeling really good about who you are, yes. Um, different in the aspect of, you know, people really knowing who you are, not really. You know, I mean, it's about the same because, you know, you know, I'm, you know I, I guess I got some decent genes where my, my facial features are still kind of the same. I'm about 20 pounds heavier, but that don't mean nothing. Don't worry <laughs> about that, Christian. Um, but, you know, but it's still, it's still pretty good. You know, it's, um, it's a good feeling, and people, people embrace it, you know, especially when you're doing well and you're having fun. What, um, now I lost my train of thought. Um, it's all right. What, when, so what were, you, what were you listed as in the program height-wise? Six foot, baby, all day. I still am six foot, just okay. so you know. Okay. All right. I'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> 
five nine and three quarters with my shoes off. Is that really your? But your, your six height? foot with cleats on. So you were okay. listed at six foot, and you and you're really five nine and three quarters with your cleats on. That's amazing. No, 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 no. Five nine and three quarters with no shoes on. Oh, okay. Toes up. All right. Okay. Okay. Head straight. All right. Put the cleats on, and I'm six foot. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So they had they had those three inch spikes on there. Man, it was really like half inch, but still was six foot. I got you. If the, if the program <laughs> said six foot, Herb Tyler's six foot. Exactly. I, I gotta, I gotta admit, when I when I saw you last week in Dallas, I was like, hmm, that can't be Herb. I, well, I was like, hey, I know I'm five seven. And I was like, I'm not that much smaller than Herb, so hey, he ain't six foot. It's not happening. Anyway, nonetheless. No, but you know what? That just shows you to have the success you had to play that position at that level at five foot nine. Yeah, yeah. Five ten. Yeah, yeah it, it shows you that it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, let me not say that. It, 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 the only thing that matters when when playing the quarterback position is just understanding the game, the height. You know, obviously, if you're five foot two, that might be a little bit difficult because they won't give you an opportunity. But if you can understand the game and if you can see the peripherals and and, and the whole field and be able to break everything down in sections from you know from left to right and then from from front seven to DB. Um, area, then that's all the thing that matters. You know, the height-wise, I mean, you, you know this very well when watching Drew Brees as long as you have been. Um, he, you know, he is not a typical typical height quarterback. He's, you know, six foot at best six foot. Um, but what the guy does is he sees the whole field. And like I was telling you last week, you don't necessarily have to see over the line because the, the way that, that, that um, blocking protections are, are schemed and, and the way that things just happen naturally in the football games, there's always passing lanes, and if you're a good quarterback, you'll have a you know you'll be able to find those passing lanes, which ultimately comes back to the whole point of pocket presence, which is why your feet are so you know and your technique and how you stand in the pocket is so is so prevalent and so important. Um, so, but you know that's that's neither here nor there. That's quarterback chalk talk that we can talk about later on. How about this? Southern Illinois is. For real, they mean business in the first quarter. They're on top of Ole Miss, oh, 21 man. to 14. Okay, one of my in predictions Oxford. looks like it's about to go down. <laughs> in Oxford now, that's a Southern Illinois team on the road yeah. in Oxford, a seven-point lead right now after the first quarter yep. over an SEC team. And Ole Miss showed, Watch up, out now. showed up and showed well last week too. They did. Watch it's, out it's for the now, Rebels. Maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit right now. Right? There you go. That could be a case, a case yeah. of point. That's what you worry about with LSU yep. right now in this yep. game against Southeastern. Yep. Are they going to read a little bit too much of their press clippings? Are they going to kind of go, ah, we got this game won. We're already thinking about Auburn and it, coming off the, the big win over Miami. Hope that that doesn't happen. We'll yep. step away and come back and wrap this thing up here on Tiger Tailgating on WWLAMFM and .com. Go tight. All right, winding down here on a Tiger Tailgating show, I want to send out a special thanks to our on-site engineer, Todd Jacobs, also master control back TJ. in the station, David Potter. Executive producer, Diane Newman, vice president and market manager, Chris yep. Wegman, and, of course, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust, our title sponsor. And Casey Wainwright, she left herself off this list, but I'm not going to leave her off the <laughs> list. Casey Wainwright, our account executive yep. for Intercom and WWL. Couldn't have done it without her help as well. I mean that, Todd. Thanks a bunch for your help, man, today. Uh, final thoughts, LSU and Southeastern, Terp. Um You know, going into this game, we got to make sure we stay focused. Once again, this is one of those games where you can kind of just get – Get days and, and, and not be into it, but you know what's going to happen? The kickoff's going to come, and Southeast is going to be ready. They're going to be way jacked up for this game, and uh, and we've got to match that intensity, and we got to and do it and exceed it as well. So, I look forward to the guys coming out, playing really hard, playing efficient, um, and playing great on offense, defense, and special teams, making plays on either side of the field, and uh, and coming out with a big win. So, yeah, look, 
again, I want to see the offensive line improve. I want to see them take the wraps off of Joe Burrow, let him push yep. the ball down the field, let him take a couple of chances with the football. Mm -hmm. Chances are you're not going to get beat with a turnover uh, by, by Southeastern. It's going to take multiple turnovers, multiple penalties yep. in order for that to happen. So I'm okay with you put the ball at risk. If you're Joe Burrow, I want uh, the offensive line, I want to see you manage the clock better as a coaching staff. That's something that hurt you last week. You had, to four, you had to burn three timeouts in, in the first quarter. Those are a couple things I'm looking for tonight. want to see a good competitive game. LSU should win this one going away and get confident, get ready for your SEC opener next Saturday yep. in Auburn. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick saying so long. The LSU Sports Radio Network up next for with Chris Blair. Herb, it was fun, man. Looking forward to next week. All right, good job. Always good, yep, man. You bet. Okay, dog. Semper Fi, I'm out. Saints game day tomorrow as well. Reminding you, 8 o'clock, our coverage starts with Seth Dunlap and Steve Court. Followed by the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff with me and the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Zach Streif, and Deuce McAllister will have the kickoff between Saints and Bucks at noon. This is WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.